Hi there, you're listening to Gear Up Season 2, where we bring you the Duke Career Center's own career advisors to talk about a variety of summer internship experiences. My name is Stephanie, and today we're talking to Stacia, who advises graduate students in various science areas. I am Stacia mm-hmm. Solomon, I'm one of the graduate student advisors here in the Career Center. I have a few areas of outreach that I specifically oversee, um, and those include social sciences, engineering and physical sciences, and computational and quantitative areas. Mm-hmm. So kind of generally speaking across all those areas, uh, how early would you say that graduate students that you work with should really start looking for summer internships? So my initial answer to that is it really depends on the area. There are some programs that we have here at Duke which require um, their students to have an internship. Uh, Those are master's students in particular um, during their first summer following their their first academic year. So for those students, and particularly those are students in the the mid um, areas and um, some of the stat students as well, um, they need to start looking around, you know, in the fall for the next summer. Mm-hmm. So it was a pretty, uh, you know, really quick turnaround for those students. And a lot of those opportunities are taken away pretty quickly. Um, but for other areas, it really just depends on the discipline and the rhythm. Some of them um, follow more of the professional um, year and pattern in terms of internships. Like there may be more internship um, opportunities around a certain conference or um, things that may happen at different other pivotal times during the year. So it really, really depends on the discipline. But I would definitely say, you know, by February, March, um, pretty much true for all disciplines, you should have your internship site set or be narrowing down what your final selections are. Mm-hmm. And so in terms of kind of finding those opportunities or knowing where to look for them, mm-hmm. what kind of resources do you usually recommend to students for identifying those? Yeah, so a lot of the research that we use are is typically the same as you know, identifying that final job. Mm-hmm. So we use a lot of the, the bigger or we refer a lot of the bigger um, job posting areas such as LinkedIn, um, Indeed, uh, The Muse is also one of the job boards just for in, in general that we would refer to students. And there may be some more specific ones um, depending on the discipline and the industry that might get more specific for some of those areas. But um, we definitely encourage students to have their um, online presence intact Mm -hmm. um, in this day and age. That's something that's really, really critical and really important um, for students. And um, we also encourage them to um, personalize their documents as much as well to help them to stand out um, for those different internship opportunities. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a very broad question for so much of the different industries that Mm -hmm. you work with specifically, but In terms of kind of like skills or qualities that students who are going into these industries should be trying to showcase when they're Mm -hmm. beginning the interview process, like, you know, what kind of advice do you usually give to students or what should they expect to be asked Mm -hmm. about in the interview process? Yeah, so hard skills are a really big deal, especially for some of the more technical areas, like really knowing those programming languages and different statistical um, software packages and all of those hard skills or methods of how to research a certain thing are is really, really critical. And I think a lot of the students know that. And as Duke students, they're getting that. That's just comes with the Duke package. Um, But some of the things that the students 
may not really think about that they really need is those interpersonal skills mm-hmm. um, that I think in a lot of ways becomes a really lost art in this um, day and age of so much technology. Um, there's not a whole bunch of face-to-face interaction. So some students are become really intimidated when they get into a setting where they have to have a face-to-face conversation and they have to talk to someone about themselves or their skills. Um, that can really be um, uh, a, a situation that causes a lot of anxiety. So we do a lot of work around self-awareness and um, prepping for those those communication opportunities for students that really helps them in those areas that they don't really realize they need until they get in the situation. Mm-hmm. And they may have um, really had some uncomfortable interactions. Mm-hmm. And then they may come to us and say, oh, my gosh, can you help me with this? Yeah, I have the coding down. But yes. I connect with people is a lot harder. Yes, yes. <laughs> And so for a lot of these industries, like how many interviews should students, graduate students, really be expecting to have? Uh, I'm assuming it's more than one. Yeah, that's a hard question to answer because, and I know I probably sound like a broken record, (laughs) but it really, really depends on the, yeah, it definitely differs. But I mean, of course you want students to always have a choice, but Mm -hmm. the more specialized that they're looking Mm -hmm. in the field that they're looking in, then that is probably going to minimize the number of opportunities that they get to, you know, they get looks for. So um, I would say, you know, a a nice good average if they could, you know, land somewhere around four or five, that's great because that gives them an opportunity to kind of make a decision and get in front of a few people. Um, I've, you know, talked to a few students who are, you know, just sending out a plethora of of applications. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not really the method that we like to encourage to use because it can create a lot of frustration and anxiety. We really encourage students to be more intentional and targeted Mm -hmm. and network along the way um, so that they can be more more certain or more sure when they're sending out their documents that there's a higher probability that they're going to get a call back. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's a lot less stressful in that sense. Yes. So, you know, let's say you go through the interview process, get the job, great. I think kind of no matter how old you get, there is sort of that that fear and uncertainty going into a new position of not really being sure what to expect, no matter how much information you have. So what advice do you usually give to students who are going into a new internship Mm -hmm. about how to best prepare themselves for that transition and how to... You know, really try to understand to the best of their ability what they're going to be doing every day. Yeah, so we actually uh, encourage students to really do their research as much as, much as possible. Mm-hmm. So there are a few online resources like Glassdoor.com is one that we would encourage students to look at that can give them some insight into the um, the company culture and kind of what to expect in that particular organization that they may be going into. Another good resource that we like to encourage students to do are the alums. Um, the Duke Alumni Network is massive. We have over 107,000 alums across the world, um, and we also have a way to kind of harness those um, alums in, uh, as well. So we like to teach students how to navigate that Duke Alumni Network uh, along with um LinkedIn and other kind of online resources to make connections and build connections um, that can, and, and 
the resources are really uh, helpful because you can filter both of those online resources mm -hmm. to identify alums that are at specific companies. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they can find an alum that is at that company um, that they can have a conversation with to get some insight into on um, in terms of what to expect when they get there or how to be um, most successful when they get there are great mm -hmm. questions to ask. We also do... Um, offer plenty of workshops, a lot of mm -hmm. workshops just on how to navigate those spaces. Um, one of the things that we're doing uh, this year in particular is uh, we're doing a couple groups, one specifically for master's students, another one is specifically for PhD students, just all about um, just career exploration and career readiness and part of it is what will part of that that group it'll be a five-week session for both of them will be to kind of talk about um, how to handle themselves in a work workplace and how to be most successful and how to mm -hmm. even before they go into a place yeah. to be more intentional about putting themselves mm -hmm. in a place where they can thrive and mm -hmm. be successful yeah that's a great transition into my next question which okay. is uh, you know, how to make the most of that time and how mm -hmm. to really branch out and try to make connections with people. Because I'm sure, you know, with graduate students, yes. if you're working here, either you know, looking for a return offer or yes. sure that you want to be in that specific industry. Right. Um, so what do you recommend to students for really like making that the most of that experience to make as many connections and gain as much information as possible? Yeah, definitely go in with an eye of curiosity. Mm -hmm. Um, really showcase their skills um, and also be willing to learn as much as well. Those things seem to be really attractive to any company or organization, no matter what it is across disciplines. Um, definitely also to um, be accountable, you know, the, to be somebody that shows up, be somebody that's dependable. Mm -hmm. um, those traits um, just across the board can really be beneficial for them. Um, and then also to, once they leave the, the, the the company the site then to maintain connections throughout the time you know make sure that they are building relationships with at least a couple people outside of their direct supervisor mm -hmm. like really kind of set themselves up to triage in a way um, through the company or the organization and then maintain those contacts and, con and connections with those people even mm -hmm. after they leave just a little simple update you know you know a couple months after they leave um, in the fall would be great just to say hi such and such um, this is what I'm doing or I'm taking this class and mm -hmm. it's really great because we did this project about it this summer and is now that I did that with you, you know, or whatever the case may be, but definitely try to create that that relevance to their summer mm -hmm. ex experience and then also to help communicate their interest in coming back to that company. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, definitely the communication piece is so, so critical. Um, and while they're there, definitely being intentional about making a good impression. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I want to say another thing about that, because some companies may not, for whatever reason, um, no matter how good a student is, they may not be able to offer them a spot to come back. Mm -hmm. Maybe some budget things change or whatever the case may be. But if that student has had a good reputation with that company, it could turn into a referral for another mm -hmm. organization or company. So don't discount those opportunities as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that is absolutely great advice. And, you know, kind of on that note, I think one thing a lot of undergrad and graduate students too, I'm sure struggle with is, is knowing how to showcase what you did during a summer mm -hmm. for, you know, mm -hmm. future opportunities 
So what advice do you usually give for that of kind of being able to say, like, here's what I did, here's Mm -hmm. why it was important, and Mm -hmm. here's what I learned? Mm -hmm. I think one of the best ways to walk away with good takeaways is Mm -hmm. to set yourself up good from the beginning. Mm -hmm. So really kind of be intentional in those early days of the internship. Sit down with your direct supervisor or a team lead or whatever the organization structure may be and really map out what your goals are for that summer and get on the same page of what that that will look like. Mm -hmm. So then at the end of the summer, you have these deliverables and the set is laid out in a way that it is going to be useful for you. Trying to do that without having that initial conversation can be really, really frustrating because you get to the end of the summer and you're like, oh, my gosh, I needed X, Y, Z for this Mm -hmm. and it didn't happen. Um, But if you set that expectation from the beginning, then you're more likely to come out with your output looking the way that you need for it to look. Mm -hmm. I think that's great advice. Okay, well, I think those are all my questions. So thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm